This is a beautiful world. I'm Heather McElhatton, and this is A Beautiful World, bringing you inspirational stories from around the globe. A reporter asked me, uh, Mr. Finn, uh, uh, who is your audience? And I said, my audience is ever redneck that is married and has 12 kids, lost his job, and has a pickup truck and a sleeping bag. I said, that's my audience, and I hope that's the guy that finds my, finds my treasure chest. Adventure, exploration, and intrigue. The thrill of the hunt. Those are the reasons that billionaire Forrest Fenn gave me for why he buried a treasure chest in the Sierra Madres filled with gold and treasure valued in the millions. It all started when Forrest was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He was told his condition was terminal. Uh, My doctor gave me a 20% chance of living three years. And he realized that even though he'd spent his entire lifetime hunting for treasure, he wouldn't be able to take a single coin with him when he died. You know, when I thought when I thought I was going to die of cancer, I, I told myself, you know, I've had it, I've had such a good life. I'm 83 years old now, and it's been so much fun for me chasing antiques and looking in trunks in an old antique shop. That, you know, I said, why don't I give somebody else the same same opportunity that I've had? Forrest Fenn is a treasure hunter by trade, a real life Indiana Jones. It just so happened that about that time, Ralph Lauren, who who was also a collector, was in my library with me, and he, he pointed to something that he would like to buy from me, and I, I said, well, you know, I really don't want to sell that. And he said, well, Forrest, you've got so many of these things. He said, you can't take them with you. And I told him, I said, well, Ralph, if I can't take it with me, I'm not going to go. And that night I started thinking about it, and I, I said, who says I can't take it with me? Why do, I, why do I have to play with everybody else's rules? Fenn says he thought about it for a while. And then he went out and he bought a $25,000 treasure chest. Because if he was going out, he was going out his way. I started over the years, I started filling it up with with gold nuggets and gold coins and pre-Columbian gold. There's ancient Chinese jade figures and uh, some pre-Columbian gold walkers from Central America. And I ruined the story by getting well, Heather, you know. But I told myself, you know, it was a good idea anyway. I'm just going to take this treasure chest out and hide it. And I wrote a book called The Thrill of the Chase. And in that book, there's a poem that has nine clues in it. If you can follow the clues in the poem, they will take you to the treasure chest. And if you can find the treasure chest, you can have it. Fenn says it was an experience he had with his father early on that got him hooked on treasure hunting for life. Well, you know, I made I made D's and F's in in school. I think I I graduated from high school because my father was one of the principals. Uh, I don't think my father had uh, had many expectations for me. But the first artifact I found, I was looking in a plowed field uh, with my father in Central Texas, and I, uh, we were airhead collectors. He was an airhead collector, and I I wanted to be, but I'd never found one. So we were walking down this through a friend's plowed field, and I found my first beautiful little arrowhead. It's a little orange thing. Uh, it dates probably probably uh, 800 years old, and it was the thrill of my life. You know, when I saw that little arrowhead, I told myself that that little beautiful, beautiful little thing had been laying there and on that field for 800 years waiting for me to come along and pick it up. It was a, it's, It started on me a on a lifetime of adventure and exploration. 
and during that lifetime, Fenn has done things his way, a policy he plans to continue. I, I want to go out. I'd like to go out on my on my own terms. That's what my father did. He had terminal cancer. They gave him six months to live, and and 18 years later, uh, 18 months later, uh, he was in great pain. He wouldn't take any kind of pain pills, and and he took his own life. And and uh, I so respected him for doing that. I talked about that in my book. You know, uh, why do you have to do everything? those kind of things under everybody else's terms. I mean, I, re- I respected my father for doing that. It was searching for treasure that brought Forrest Fenn and his father together, which is something he also hopes to pass on to others. We have trouble with our children today. We're, we're obese, we're, we're sitting on the couch watching TV, or we're down in the game room. And uh, one of my reasons was to, uh, to, to do something to try to get these kids excited, get them out in, in the mountains, in the fresh air, and interested in in nature and uh i think that's so important today we've gotten away from that and and uh, a fortunate byproduct of what i've uh, this treasure chase has done is i got an email from a a man who told me that he had not spoken to his brother for 17 years but when he read about the treasure he called his brother on the phone and they they hooked up again and they now they're out looking for the treasure chest together so it gets people out of the house and it brings people together. The, it, the treasure chase brought them back together. And there are lots of families can hardly wait till school's out so that mom and pop can get the three kids in the car and, and head out to the Rocky Mountains. You know, we're, re, we're reuniting uh, families. We're getting off the couches and away from our texting machines, and we're getting people out in the mountains to smell the sunshine. It's very rewarding to me. Fenn has received over 36 thousand letters and emails from people hunting for his treasure, all unsuccessfully. I don't know whether anybody will ever find it or not. You know, the Rosetta Stone was buried 2,000 years before it was found, and I keep telling myself, don't you know that guy was proud that made that Rosetta Stone? So th- there's, a, there's a thrill in discovery. There's no doubt about that. I, I know exactly how gold miners feel. You know, they, they think the next, the next shovel is going to be the mother load. I asked Fenn to describe what exactly he put inside the treasure chest, the one that's waiting out there for someone to find it. Heather, when somebody finds my treasure chest and they're sitting down with that thing on their lap, it weighs 42 pounds, and they open that lid, they're just going to take a deep breath and start laughing. It is such an amazing sight to see. And... uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I don't know when somebody's going to find that thing. It could be, it could be this summer, or it could be a thousand years from now. But but I know it. They're going to have an uh, amazing feeling, and I, uh, their pulse rate is going to increase. I can guarantee that. When they open that lid and look at what's in that, you know, there's there's hundreds of gold nuggets. Two of them are, are larger than a chicken egg, and they're 265 gold. Gold coins, mostly eagles and uh, American double eagles, but there are hundreds of rubies and diamonds and emeralds and sapphires and and jade and different carved ancient Chinese carved jade figures. And I think when they lift that lid and look at that, their hand is going to go to their mouth and they'll say, "Oh my God!" And 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 I I I know that they're going to start laughing if they don't faint. If you want to try looking for Fen's treasure yourself. Your best bet is to start with his poem, 
which Fenn says contains nine clues that will lead you to the treasure. Here's the poem that Fenn wrote, read to you by NPR reporter Dan Olson. Where the Treasure Lies by Forrest Fenn. As I have gone alone in there, and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where, and hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt, and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of Brown. From there, it's no place for the meek. The end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down, your quest to cease. But tarry scant with marvel gaze and take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answers I already know. I've done it tired, and now I'm weak. So hear me all, and listen good. Your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. Fenn has collected billions of dollars worth of treasure over his long lifetime. And I asked him what some of his favorite treasure hunts were. Uh, I was excavating with a friend out at our Pueblo. And uh, we, we were using trials going down in this room that was that was occupied about uh, 1325. And we got down near the floor, and we started finding medicines. I say medicines because they were concretions and arrowheads and painted rocks and crystals and several pieces of painted pottery. And then all of a sudden, with my trial, I under, uncovered... Uh, a prehistoric Kachina dance mask. And le- there was another one beside it, but, you know, history said that that the Kachina culture didn't exist in prehistoric times. But we had these things, carbon-14 dated at at uh, the age, of, uh, they were made about 2,500 years old. So what we were looking at is wars on top of wars. And it, it, it really brings history into, into, into context and you know, solidifies my long belief that 
we need to learn to leave people alone. You know, why are we fighting all the time? And uh, some of those experiences are very graphic to me. and made a lasting impression. And all these lessons have led to some advice he'd like to give everybody. My advice to everybody today is this. If you're not happy in your marriage and you're not happy in your job, slam the door and walk away. It's so much fun to start over again. You know, I've never been divorced, but but I've done a lot of things. One of my rules when I was a kid was that I didn't want to do anything for more than 15 years. And my reason is that there's so many good things to do, and, and there's not very many 15s. Uh, you know, I had, to, I had to go to school for uh, high school. I had to graduate, and I had to, I was in the Air Force for 20 years. That, so I've, I've violated some of my rules, but... Uh, I think it's good advice. I don't care how good you are in your job and how much you enjoy it. After 15 years, you should go do something else. I see doctors and lawyers that are 85 years old still going to the office every day with a coat and tie on. It it just makes me shake my head. As I get older, I keep reminding myself that the most important thing in life, really, when you boil everything down, is contentment. If you're contented and everything else has fallen in life. And you have to have a beautiful world if you're contented. And I think everybody alive today should to, to use that word as, as, as their goal. If you, if you can eventually end up being contented, then I don't know what's better than that. If you want to find out more about Forrest Fenn and his treasure, you can go to npr.org slash world, or pick up a copy of his book, Too Far to Walk, which details his amazing life and gives more clues as to where the treasure might be. I'm Heather McElhatton, and this is A Beautiful World from American Public Media. I can't thank you enough for talking with us. Is there anything else that you want to add before I let you go? Well, you know, I I love your voice on on the radio, Heather. Are you sure you're taking... Are you spoken for, Heather? <laughs> and I, I thank you for the call. It's been my pleasure to, to speak with you. Well, you're, you're a sweetheart.